Hello, hello, hello. This is uh, Haley, the voice of Eclipse, and I'm so excited for this episode. We are level two, and it's our 10th episode. Just want to say thanks for all the positivity and great reviews so far. Feel free to contact us on Snapchat or Twitter at Laughter Hideous and Facebook and Instagram at Hideous Laughter Pod. With that, I welcome you to enjoy an episode that left me pretty upset with Griffin. The title is Total Eclipse of the Heart. Like liquor and things that go boo? Then buckle up, listener, because this one's for you. Prepare yourself for the Hideous Laughter Podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Hideous Laughter Podcast. Guys, double digits, episode 10. Can you believe it? No. Woo. Jesus Christ. Yeah. All right. Well, I know what you're actually excited for. Uh, Steve, what are you drinking? Well. Slurp. That's a hams, Griffin. I see you've taken notes from how I slurp. You know, I just like, you know, today I was going to play it cool. Last week was pretty aggressive. It came through on the audio. And uh, I think the listeners needed me to back off a little bit. Now, is there a certain reason why you take literally 30 seconds of our podcasting time to open the tab of your of your beer? Yeah, because it's America's classic premium Steve, beer, born Steve, in the... Steve, <laughs> Steve. Fuck. All right, Brooks, what are you drinking? Uh, this is just hot apple cider. A little, little bit under the weather this week, so uh, playing it cool. I might add some rum later. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. I guess... Uh, I guess we're a sober Pathfinder podcast now. There's rum on the table. That is true. Like I said, who knows? It might uh, accidentally disappear. I think there's a hole in the bottom already. Well, I'll make sure I call it out to all the listeners when you eventually add it. And if you don't, I'll make sure they call you out on Twitter. Okay. Go right ahead. Get at me. (laughs) They should. At Brooksby Campbell. (laughs) Haley, what are you drinking? Uh, Rum and Pepsi. Rum and Pepsi again. Yeah. All right. A uh, lot, lot of us folks on this podcast have uh, pretty distinct trends, uh, but you know, there's always someone that that bucks the trend. Emily, what are you drinking? Rum and Coke. Oh, rum and Coke. Um, something normal. Yeah. Something normal people drink. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. It's weird, right? Are we going to have a fight between rum and Pepsi and rum and Coke? To me, they taste about the same. Yeah. You monster. I know. I. I don't don't really like coke or pepsi plain but when you add rum it tastes pretty good either way (laughs) the taste buds over here are not overly refined it's all about the coke uh and as for me i'm drinking a um vodka water mio the mio of choice green thunder green thunder green thunder thunder. can you feel the thunder i can so guys before we do anything i've been excited about this all week i really want to get into a scene because where I left you guys off, you had gone back to the Lorimore estate, gone to bed, and I told you you hit level two. But I think one of our players and one of our characters is not asleep. Haley, could you tell me what Eclipse is doing right now? Yeah, so uh, he, he did. she laid down in bed a little bit and uh, her mind was just kind of racing And she couldn't stop thinking about everything that had happened. So she pulls out the, um, that abjuration book. Oh, man. On Verified Madness. Yeah, on Verified Madness. She pulls that open. She looks at it, gets frustrated, doesn't really want to think about things that much tonight. So she pulls out the, um, spirit plancha, actually. And and she's going to pull that out, sit sit on the ground, light a couple candles, and see if she can get this to work. Oh, so she's trying to contact the world of the dead. Yeah, she's uh, she's been surrounded by a lot of death lately and is very interested in what maybe this, whatever spirit might talk to her or, or whatever happens. So I imagine Eclipse is kind of 
Clips is a pretty creepy PC, if you don't mind me saying. I'm not creepy. So, so, so I imagine she she kind of knows how to use a Ouija board, a spirit planchette. No. No? No, she's making guesses here. She's making guesses here. So she lights the candles, and that's a good first step. And she probably sits down with the board, and I imagine she knows the basics. You know, you put your hands on yeah. the planchette, and it moves around the board. You can spell out answers to questions. It can... When it's got a yes, no in the corner and uh, some letters on it. Exactly. And it's it's supposed to be the spirit speaking through the user. Right. So what does Eclipse say to to try and initiate this contact? Yeah, so uh, she's once she's all situated, um, she's going to put her hands on the planchette. She's going to center it right in the middle. And she is going to close her eyes and ask, Hello? Is anyone there? And she waits maybe a minute in silence, the candles glowing around her, alone in her room, before she feels the planchet begin to move under her hands. And... When she opens her eyes, it's resting on yes. I'm realizing now that this is a bad idea, but <laughs> like this could be a bad idea. Anyways, uh, she'll she'll respond then. Uh, who is who's there? Her hands begin to move again, and and she realizes this isn't you know it isn't her jitters that are making her hands move starts to spell out letters and it spells where am I um I'm contacting you from Professor Laura Moore's uh estate where are you spells I don't no. And then, without you asking another question, it says, Help me. Um, how, how can I help? And again, it goes to, Where am I? And then it begins to move again, and it says, Who are you? My, my 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 name is Eclipse. I, I'm I'm trying to help you, but you need to tell me how. And it says, "Help me, E. I'm scared." How does it know that I go by E? <laughs> how does it know? Okay. Are um are are you are you alone? And it springs to yes. Okay. Ooh. Uh, when did you first uh, become lost? I don't know. Where's mommy? Excuse me? Is that what you asking again? <laughs> um, uh, who, who's your mommy? Can't find mommy. Lost. Uh, what, what, what's your name? Help me, E. I feel like this is a circle that's not going to end. <laughs> Um, uh, so make me a, um, make me a general knowledge check. What does that mean? Well, Eclipse has some knowledge of ghosts, so make me an intelligence roll since for whatever reason you don't have knowledge of religion. I could have gotten at this, uh, level. Okay, well, <laughs> but you can I, use your modifier. I, for no, I, I didn't, I didn't rest. Call me to okay. in the room. 
Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> uh, so just uh, my knowledge. Yeah, like a flat intelligence roll. Okay. Uh, <laughs> got a f- 12. 12. Um, you've worked with spirits before. You're not sure this one knows that it's dead. Oh, no. Um, how old are you? Seven. What, 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 what do you see around you? Saw a man, then was lost. What the f- I don't, um, I don't like this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, what, 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 what did the man look like? Dark. Was dark. Couldn't see. Uh, where were you before you- before you were lost. Outside. (laughs) Now, Eclipse as a character, you kind of had ulterior motives for contacting the spirit. Do you attempt to call it forth? Yeah, I think I, I, I'm gonna need to help this spirit somehow, but I don't know how. And for the time being, um, I'm hoping maybe I can call it forward um, into my mirror so that maybe I can see it. Okay. That's that's that, that's my thought. Right so now. what do you tell it to attempt to bring it to you? Um, I just say, come here, come here and uh, uh, let me let me help you. I, 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 I want to help you. And the planchet flies towards now. And then it it returns to the middle, shoots towards now. Returns to the middle, shoots towards now. And then you hear from your pouch. You hear the bell ring. And then onto your shoulder appears Aranel. And Aranel says, Follow! The candles all extinguish. The room is dark. Fortunately, Eclipse can still see. And you start to hear, it starts as a hum. And then words start to form soft at first. Put her body on the bed. Take a knife and lop her head. Yeah. And you remember this song. As the jump roping kids. And this mist coalesces into the mirror. The jump roping kids were alive. We checked that, right? <laughs> you did. It was the middle of the day. Oh, shit. Okay. And you see, like, the what looks like a spirit coalesce in your mirror. And, and it's just taken up residence there, and you can't make it out yet. Okay. And... With that, I imagine, you know, Eclipse is probably a bit shaken from this experience. Can't really see what's in the mirror like she had hoped. So maybe goes to bed. Yeah, she's going to actually take the mirror right now and uh, lock it up and let the the trunk at the end of the bed for right now. And uh, keep it there while she goes to bed. Okay, so Eclipse goes to bed. And you all are asleep. And everybody hits level two. And so I want to take a little break from the spookiness and go around the table. And I really want to talk about what you guys took at level two. What the fuck? 
Let's uh, let's start with Emily, then we'll go to Steve, Brooks, and Haley. How's that? Does that order work? That's cool. Okay. Emily, first, why don't you give us, like, since we've released the character sheets, um, you know, what your, what your class and archetype is? Yeah, so Lyra is a waves oracle, and her archetype is a little bit unique. It's called Ocean's Echo. It's actually really only meant to be for merfolk. Yeah, I knew that. I, I, you know, I think I think you've more than made up for the racial discrepancy with your background so far. So, yeah, I, I, it fits. It fits pretty well. Uh, but it's essentially uh, when a character is gifted with the powers. So they're an oracle, and they also have a wonderful singing voice that can evoke those legendary tales that mermaids have of luring people with mm-hmm. their voices. So it just adds. Uh, extra bonuses for bluff, intimidate, knowledge, perform. It replaces some of the spells that I would get from my the revelations for my mystery. So instead, they're more sound-based. Okay. And at this level so far, all I can do is the uh, Inspire Courage. So yeah, far so you get, you get a little bit of bard stuff, and that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, what'd you get as a level up from one to two? Yeah, so I didn't get too much, but for... Uh, one of my spells associated with my mystery at level two, I gained touch of the sea. Oh, touch of the sea. I guess I got to throw some underwater shit in here. Please do. <laughs> this will not be helpful without that. I basically can give someone fins. Eh, that's not too bad. So um, I think it'd be funnier if it was out of water. If you gave somebody fins out of water. <laughs> As a punishment. Yeah. <laughs> so um, you also get a base attack bonus now, right? I think oracles are three-fourths babs, so you would get, uh, you have one base attack bonus, which is cool. But, I mean, beyond that, you might get some spells. I, I don't think you get any mysteries or anything at a, yeah. as a level two oracle, so. Um, oh, Here it goes, here it goes. Maybe, maybe. Oh, 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 there it is. Oh, oh Brooks yeah. poured the poured the rum into his uh, into his hot cider. He's oh. still going. He's still going. What a boy. Oh, there we go. Barely a splash. What a good, good boy. <laughs> All right. So, um, so that's pretty cool. Um, let's move it over to Matumbe. Sure. What are you, dude? I am an inquisitor. Um, for the listening audience at home, I follow Phrasma. If you didn't know that. No, really? Yes, really. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Revelations episode 10. There we go. I can't even believe it. Fucking bomb just dropped in everyone's lap. So an Inquisitor is a kind of a religious zealot, um, a little bit of a crossover between um, someone who fights hand to hand and someone casts, who casts spells. The specific archetype I took was the Living Grimoire, which modifies a lot of the standard Inquisitor stuff. Um, because an Inquisitor follows a deity, it's usually a wisdom-based class, but the Living Grimwire learns about their deity through a book, like Matumbe's book, and that turns the class intelligence-based instead, which is really, really cool for me because I usually don't play characters with high intelligence because I like to mirror real life. So this is really living a fantasy for me. Um, anyway, my... Level up to, from level one to level two is kind of a, a a big one for me. First of all, because it is intelligence, this will be every level up, but because I have a high intelligence character, I get plus 10 uh, skill points to divvy up between all my skills. So now I have all the knowledges and can roll for like everything. Hey, neat. What a smart guy. Yeah. Now you're just going to steal knowledge planes away from Eclipse more and more. <laughs> Every time. All right. Fair um, besides that, yeah, I got a plus. Or I got a. I got a plus one BAB now, um, which unlocks some stuff. I got an extra level zero and level one spell. Guess what? I took light because that's great. So now I can see when it's dark out. But my most now my second most exciting thing is that at level two I get detect alignment at will, so I can just like walk around and be like, "Hey, is there an evil presence over there?" Is there a good presence over there? Is there a chaotic presence over there? It's pretty cool. Um, so that's going to really... You don't get detect neutral, right? No. I guess everything's neutral. So I, can't de- I can't detect myself. <laughs> um, and then the most exciting thing that I get is 
for being a level two inquisitor is track. So I can add half my level to survival skill checks made to follow tracks. Wow. <laughs> Literally the coolest thing. Isn't 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 aren't wow. you guys glad I Did saved you even that for take last? survival? Uh yes, because I because have Because of that. <laughs> well, that too, but also I get ten skill points, so I just dropped one in there. Fair enough. Um how about Ikmer? Well, um first off, uh feeling bad for Ikmer because one of his top skills was survival, so now he'll be pushed out of that pretty quickly as well. Hey, he oh. I was just thinking that. <laughs> Igmer, two skill points a level. Invest heavily in survival. Oh, wait. <laughs> High-int characters like kill a bunch of skill checks for other people. That's okay. Yeah, it's like playing with a bard. You just kind of got to let them skill. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, Ikmer is a fighter. And part of that, I took uh, Armor Master Archetype. I'll start with what the archetype uh, takes away from, and that is the bravery points awarded to fighters and the weapon training, uh, armor mastery, and weapon mastery. Uh, Well, it modifies your armor mastery. It makes you better as an armor master, right? Correct. Correct. Yeah. It's It's like giving up weapon training for armor training, kind of, I think. It's pretty... That's pretty pretty much the gist of it um so on to the the good i guess as a fighter i get combat feats at first and every even level and so i took weapon focus as this level's uh combat feat which it's pretty boring but i feel like it'll definitely help later down the road and then um part of the archetype as well is deflective shield which just adds one point of ac to my touch ac oh good that's you know always great to have ikmer's ac getting even fucking higher well Love i mean it. it's just it's just the it's touch just AC. touch yeah and so i think i think what it's trying to do is balance out the fact that i am wearing all this armor and so I'm not really focused on the touch aspect ever. Yeah, you wouldn't really. So, I mean, generally, you wouldn't be high dex because you have so much armor and the armor, like the dex bonus to heavy armor and stuff is generally not very high. So I get that. It's it's trying to compensate for like, you don't have your dex bonus in your touch or whatever. That's exactly right. So I, that's just about it for Ikmer this time. Neat. And uh, Eclipse. Why don't you give me a little spiel here? All right. So starting with the basics, um, I am a haunt collector occultist. And in general, uh, level two is fairly big for me. So I get my first haunted item, which uh, is that mirror. Uh, Really? (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was bored. Previously, I had Abjuration and Evocation. I now have Conjuration as a School of Magic. So I was able to get two more spells, uh, a level zero and like a level one. Uh, so I have... Uh, I uh, need to ask you a question, I guess, first. Is my haunt going to act as... Uh, what? A Archmage, Champion, Guardian, Hierophant, Marshal, or Trickster? I believe it's going to be a uh, guardian. All right. So. Good thing I have so much agency in your level up process. I'll keep that in mind. Mm. <laughs> Let me pick the shittiest option. Trickster. Trickster. <laughs> so, so anyways, uh, then with that, um, I had some spells in mind, depending on what one you picked. So I've got Barb Chain as the second spell I picked. But then also, um, so I can take my haunt and I can basically like. It'll act as an on-scene servant. So apparently that means we'll have a seven-year-old in, uh, on-scene servant next to us in the battlefield. Oof. That's not weird. Um, anyways, yeah. So uh, and when I exercise that haunt, um, it is actually able to deliver some of the spells for me. And then um, like other, like my other two classes, I get a couple um, you know, specific things related to conjuration such as uh, summon monster 
And I also get a spirit bonus for it being a guardian. Um, and that's like an AC bonus, which it is really nice because uh, for with abjuration, I already had a minus four to damage, uh, is a swift action anytime. So that's like, they're, they're, it's nice because they kind of go together. And then also I get something all occultists get, which is, um, object reading. And so basically I can examine an item and know a whole bunch about it. Um, as if I've already succeeded a lot of checks. Neat. A GM's worst nightmare. So, um, (laughs) so I just wanted to, again, before we get into back into the action, we got a couple questions because we posted all the character sheets about, you know, how we built these characters. So I wanted to just clarify my process in letting these guys build their PCs. Basically what we started with was a 20 point buy and I didn't allow any drop stats. And the, the reasoning for this is that I didn't want anybody to like super min max their character. The benefit to this though, was that I, I gave some bonuses. So, so you guys have heard through the past nine episodes that these guys have some fairly detailed backstories that I've been kind of using as a well to, um, to draw forth all of these creepy things. So they got an extra D4 added to their stats for having a really good backstory. All of them achieved that. They also got an extra D4 for playing an archetype that's not, you know, super traditional, a class that's not super traditional, that kind of thing. They all achieved that as well. I've, uh, you know, the Living Grimoire uh, Inquisitor never played with one of those. A super interesting archetype that you don't really see used often. Uh, the same goes for many of the other, you know, folks at the table and kind of playing a class that they're not used to playing was super awesome. So they all got the D4 for that as well. The final thing that I added was each person got a, basically a story related feat, an additional feat that wasn't necessarily a, you know, super boon wasn't going to make or break their character or make them super OP, but one that I felt like they might not take if they were, you know, a class that doesn't traditionally get a lot of feats. I wanted to kind of have some of those more flavorful feats in there. So like you'll see Matumbe is proficient with a, with a monk spade out of nowhere. We have the harrowed feat for Lyra, that kind of thing. So that's kind of the way we went about creating the characters. I wanted these characters to be, super meaningful. I wanted people to put a lot of effort into them. And I feel like we got that. So with that, let's get back into it. So do I get no context clues at all about this? No, but I will tell you what you do get for letting me torture you for, uh, (laughs) two episodes. Uh, I know the dream, you kind of (laughs) didn't have a lot of agency in that one either. I'm going yeah, to give you I've a hero no card. Choices I'm here. going to give you a hero card. So go ahead and pick. All right, I've got uh, the brass dwarf. The brass dwarf, and do you know the alignment on that? Uh, no, it just has a blue shield at the bottom. Here, I'll get it for you. Thanks. It is neutral, so you get a plus five to any roll after it's been rolled. Well, that's nice. So that's the way we're doing like the hero point type system. So just remember, brass dwarf. Plus four to a roll post post roll. Five or four? Or five, sorry. Okay. Don't know why three. I was thinking four. Three. Plus, three. Well, for you, plus one. <laughs> you keep going down the more you ask me. So it makes your roll worse. It actually it's a GM <laughs> bonus. <laughs> Let's get back into this story. Eclipse has just had this experience uh with the spirit planchet and gone to bed. It's before dawn when you're awakened by this rapping at the door. Before dawn, Steve. Fuck. All right. <laughs> Cut that out. Cut that out. <laughs> we'll, we'll fix it in post. So, so you hear this knocking at the door. It's still dark outside. He continues to knock as you guys kind of... Exit the downstairs and, and, and Kendra's met you in the front lobby of the house and you, and you open the door and you find Benjamin Collar, the sheriff of town. And he's, he's at the front door and he just looks like he hasn't gotten a wink of sleep. 
he looks haggard and almost in a panic. And he says, I, I need your help. I was hoping you might, you might come with me. We've, there's been a situation. You helped me before. I know you're on my side. Please, will you come with me? Sheriff, it's very early. I just got done praying to my god. So I have all my spells prepared. <laughs> yeah, so so in case you guys are worried, I know it hasn't been a full eight hours of rest, but, you know, you're leveled up. You've got all your shit back, uh, you know. What, what kind of situation would bring you here so early? There's um, missing persons, and there's a, another vandalism has happened. Oh, dear. Another vandalism like the one that happened to the statue. Another one on the statue, Matumbe. We'll be over right away. Put some clothes on, Ikma. <laughs> uh, sh- sh- should we be bringing, um, like, weapons? Like, do you expect this to be violent? Yeah, yeah. Bring your weapons. Okay. Some- something's happened. The town hasn't figured it out yet. They're not, they're not awake yet. Uh, we were the first to know this time. All right. We need, I need you to come. I need you to come to the mor- memorial. Okay. On record, I am grabbing the uh, the the mirror. <laughs> I just want to make sure everyone knows. All right, you're grabbing the mirror. Does Lyra have enough time to draw herself a hero card for the day? Sure, I imagine she draws it on the way. As she's running out the door. She pulled the unicorn, uh, which is has a crown on it, so... Oh, I get a plus two to a charisma roll. Oh, charisma. So. That's uh, that's your stat. Yeah. I'm going to do great. Okay, awesome. You can keep that. Okay. So you guys, I imagine, kind of hastily don your armor and shit and, and head out with the sheriff. He, he kind of waits with you at the front door. Kendra's kind of freaked out, and she's like, uh, sh- should, I, should I be concerned? Should I be coming along? And the sheriff's like, no, I, I just need these... These four. All right. Ikmer is going to like stumble down the stairs. He's running. His legs are moving so fast. He's excited. He, uh, just because somebody, somebody wanted him. Somebody wanted him. Okay. So I imagine you guys get dressed and you follow the sheriff to, uh, to the memorial and you see kind of a familiar sight. Blood all over the ground. Blood on the statue, and next to the V that the sheriff and the rest of the guard weren't able to scrub off, you see a blood red E. It spells the. The. <laughs> the for vendetta. Well, it doesn't quite say that yet, but it spells the. Okay. So you guys get there. It's literally the sheriff, a couple guards, and two people, one of whom you recognize. You recognize him as the man that lived a couple houses down from the Loramores. And he's talking to talking to one of the guards. It seems like he's giving a statement. As you look at the surroundings of the statue, you notice a distinct difference from the last time you saw this type of vandalism. It's pristine. No one has touched the blood. There's no crowd to muddy the scene. So if you guys could roll a survival check. Is this to follow tracks? Yes. Really? Pretty much. It's to discern some things about the tracks, too. 10. 19. 20. 4. Go, Ick. Ickmer still got it, baby. Ickmer is surveying these tracks, and he's, he's like a hound dog. He's just like on these, 
almost more so than anyone else that have been looking at them. The difference between a 19 and a 20 is huge. Almost more so. <laughs> and um, Ikmer can tell there was a struggle here. There was a struggle and a hasty retreat. And he knows the direction of the retreat. Okay. He knows that the whoever had done this likely left to the south of town. He also knows that this blood is very fresh. Okay. Is that it? Yeah. All right. I would uh, tell the party and then uh, ask the sheriff. Uh, sheriff, this this looks like there was uh, a little scuffle going on here. And uh, is there been anyone that has uh, seen uh, or needed medical treatment lately or... Or uh, someone missing that you know of right now? Yeah, that's uh, that's why we've got um, these two over here. The um, you know, it it might be a coincidence, but um, I've heard there's a there's a missing child, and we we got the report um, not two hours ago, and and this happened here. So there might be a connection. I'm afraid there might be, Sheriff. Who is the missing child? Um, I believe her her name's Liana. Oh fuck! Oh fuck! <laughs> it's actually her um her mom and dad over there. Detect alignment on them. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! Yeah, I gotta, gotta pick an alignment. You gonna cycle through all of them? All right, I'm gonna go uh, good, lawful, chaotic, evil. Good. Both of them. All right, got it. First try. So just true good. Not not lawful, not chaotic. Lawful good. Okay. Well, you can't detect neutral good, I guess. Right. But I wouldn't detect chaos and I wouldn't detect... Process of elimination. Right, yeah, exactly, yeah. So... You you guys have got a got a couple options. You can you can follow these tracks. The trail is hot, or you can um, talk to Leanna's parents. Ikmer mm, would just want a quick pop over to Leanna's parents. Lear would also want to talk to them, and I think she might try to step in front of Ikmer before trips Ikmer. <laughs> he can uh, can talk to them. Okay. Yeah, E's walking over, arms crossed. She's looking pissed. And she's going to stand there and listen. Okay. And Lyra's going to look... She's not going to be too overbearing. She wants to show compassion for these people that have potentially lost their child. And she'll uh, just say to them, So we've heard that Liana's missing. Do you know where she was the last time you saw her? Like, what was going on? And her mom's clearly distraught. She's like, she she was in bed. We 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 put her to bed. She's gone. I did. I thought I thought when you guys had talked to her, she. We specifically asked the sheriff for you because you told her to stay at home during the night. She. She didn't listen. Do you think she came back to the fountain? If that's where she was going, I... The tracks go south of town. Is the fountain south of town, too? The fountain is literally, like, steps away from the the, uh, memorial. Does going south of town lead to Harrowstone? It leads to a lot of things, Emily. Oh. But yes, it does. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to answer your question, yes, there is a large ruin to the south of town, as well as the woods to Antrellis's house, among other things. Um, the, at this point, the sheriff is by you, and he actually says, um, you know, um, 
and he kind of pulls you aside from the parents and he says, you know, Leanna's mom and dad told us that um, there was a man and Trellis, you thought it was that there was skulking around their house and were, were worried he might have taken her. I'm going to send a couple of men into the woods. We're going to find where he is. They told us to come to you because you you had contact with their daughter. Um, you know, you're you're not suspects. We we think it's disantrellis, but but you did have contact with her. I'm I'm gonna need you to help me figure this case out, or you know, it might be. We'll see where it leads when we when we get to Antrellis's house. We'll. It's not Antrellis. Yeah, he might be a little hard to talk to because he doesn't have a head anymore. Think about that very carefully. Let me fill you in, Sheriff. <laughs> Yesterday we were following up on some leads, and we spoke to Antrellis. We spoke to this man and. We found the reason that he acted so erratically around town. He was stricken with an illness. He had worms in his head. I, you're you're talking madness. I I know it's early in the morning, but you're telling me he's not out there. I'm telling you he's out there. I'm telling you also that he is no longer a threat. Not by our hands, but by the worms inside him. You're going to have to make a diplomacy check. Yeah, we just buried To keep from getting arrested. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Lyra can try to Do aid. We, we could use some yeah. Lyra could maybe make the main one if she wants to. Can, can I do that? I mean, you're kind of a I part of this conversation. Okay. You're going to have to say something. But right. I, I, if, if you want to take over, I can aid. I can, it's up to you. And, I can try. I have Ickmer's pretty decent stupidity. diplomacy. He, he does aid as well. Igmar aids. Uh, I can't kill anybody. Yes, I rolled really well. Um, so. How are you going to prevent us from being arrested? 27. Uh, just with my role. Holy fuck. Jeez. Okay, you're not going to get arrested, but tell me what you said. <laughs> um, oh, I need more time to be that convincing. Lyra's going to say, I know this looks a little odd, but we we were there to try to help him. And as we were entering his house, he was inviting us in. He just he stepped on one of his own traps. I don't know if you've ever been to his house before, covered in, tra- in traps. And he got startled and uh, he triggered one of his own traps, fell unconscious. We tried our best to revive him, but there wasn't anything that could be done for him. All right. And then his brain attacked us. That, uh, we, we, no, no. <laughs> So, uh, so Batuma and Nick just like really don't get this whole. What I'm hearing here thing. is that um, that if if I go out in the woods or I send my men out there, they'll find a dead body in in wherever Antrellis decided to to lay his head. Is that correct? Well, well, you you know uh, the other member of our party, Matumbe, and. His following. So we we gave him a proper burial to make sure that he was put to rest. And you were sure he was dead from a trap? Yes. He Our, was he was very was dead. The trap. I, what kind am, of heal check did you roll? <laughs> I am a healer. <laughs> I could tell when someone's dead. All right. Well, I'll, I'll tell you this. We're, nothing will happen to you now, but we are going to investigate this if there's been a a killing even by his own hand but I think we have more pressing matters than a madman we've got a young girl gone so we would be more than happy to join the party to try and search for this young lady okay so I think I think you know you've at least convinced him at this point not to like send all the guards into the woods looking for for this, but I think um, 
I think he realizes that you guys are pretty competent and you would be better off like splitting resources to figure this out. So he says, you do, you do your investigating. I'll do mine. I'll send my men to do theirs. We'll meet up, reconvene midday to, you know, see what we found. If you find anything, you call my secretary at the station. She can get a hold of me. None of us have the message spell. It's all right. <laughs> you get my secretary, she'll be able to find me. Okay. Okay. So, with that... Um, yeah, before we go running off, Ikmer would uh, ask... Or, uh, uh, go up to the parents and be like, uh, There's a lot of blood over there, so I think it'll be pretty... Uh, We'll be able to track your daughter from all the all the blood. <laughs> Man says, get out of here. Yeah, that's what we were planning on doing. Go. <laughs> Fuck. So, I like was half only half paying attention to what you were saying and what it settled in. <laughs> I just <laughs> lost it. So <laughs> So you guys attempting to follow these tracks? Heck yeah. So make me another survival. You know I get to add half my total levels to my survival checks when I am tracking tracks. Nice. Half your total levels, one. Yes. Plus one to track. And it's only my Inquisitor levels. 12 over here. 12. Oh, I got a 12. 23. 23, damn. 15. Okay, so Batumbe's hot on the trail, and then pretty much everyone else has an idea of where these tracks are going. Um, but Matumbe alone sees a scrap on a um, on a bush as you pass of a white cloth, and and he holds it in his hand, turns it over, and realizes that it's it's got some blood on it. Oh dear. We're going in the right direction, for sure. But I worry that Diana does not have much time left. And so, you continue to follow the tracks. You follow them to the south of town. And you come to a relative clearing that you kind of recognize. Because you guys had gone south to the woods. And you recognize that, you know, where you went one direction to head to the woods... Another direction heads towards kind of this well-worn path. And, and, and you can see kind of off in the distance, doesn't look like there's a lot of trees. Looks like there might be a building. As you continue to follow the tracks, you see they veer off to your right. And they continue into the darkness And you come upon a shack. And as you approach this ramshackle shack, not too unlike the shack that Antrellis lived in, you see that the the tracks lead beyond it and behind. And those of you with dark vision can see a pile of dirt. Small pile. You approach this mound and see a small hole dug into the ground. Eclipse, you're the first to reach this hole. I don't think I want to be. And you look inside and you see a little girl in a white dress with her throat slit. Yep. Uh, yep. Don't. Not happy. And the rest of you gather around and you recognize this as Leanna, the girl you helped. I cast light on my book. Hold it up so I can see. You cast light on the book. You can see clearly this little girl without a heel check 
you can tell she's dead and has been for a little bit of time. Eclipse. Over your shoulder, Aranel coalesces and says one word. Revenge! Make me a perception check. Okay. All of you. Thirteen. Eighteen. Ten. Six. Lyra, as this is happening, you hear Aaron L. But you also hear footsteps behind you coming from the direction of the shack. And I imagine you turn. Yes. And you see a man. A man you recognize. He's the main antagonist from the fight in the Restlands. You remember his name was Gibbs. You can see that he's got a bloody razor in his hand. And he's approaching. And I imagine you alert the rest of the party to this. Yes. He approaches slowly. Does anyone want to do anything? He pulls out the battle axe and says, Yes, revenge. Um, Ickmer would like to do a sense motive. Okay, make me a roll. Ten. (laughs) Ten. You can see he's kind of moving erratically. Detect alignment. Evil. You do detect evil. Lyra would like to detect magic on him, or at least attempt to. You do detect magic. She would uh, alert the group that, that there's something magical on him or in him. And he approaches staggeringly and says, Why don't you join her? And I need everyone to roll for initiative and then finish your drinks because we're. Oh. I knew it. Do I get to keep that roll though? I mean, why not? 